Marshall Rosenberg was a true alchemist. He was a lover of humanity. But I can tell you that I read his book, Nonviolent Communication, A Language of Life, maybe a dozen times, and every time I found something useful. Marshall used to quote from the poet Rumi a lot, and a quote he frequently used was, and I quote, Out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing, there is a field. I will meet you there. End of quote. Marshall learned how to use language to meet people in the field beyond right or wrong. I don't like to argue, so I say nothing and fume for days. How do I set boundaries without sounding like a jerk? I hate the idea that I might accidentally offend somebody, so sometimes I'd just rather say nothing at all. Welcome to the Language Alchemy Podcast, and thank you for joining me today. This is your host, Alejandra Siroca, a transformative communication teacher and coach devoted to helping you have more peace and more harmony in all your relationships. If you are new to the podcast, you may not know that I've been interested in communication since I was a little girl. I studied language and communication for decades, and I still do. I will study language and communication for life. And in this podcast, I encourage you to do the same. I've experienced and witnessed again and again how powerful our language can be to bring people together or break them apart. And how the language we use in our internal dialogue to talk to ourselves can be healing and helpful or distracting and destructive. In life, we have new situations new people, and new contexts that require we keep our language and communication alive, conscious, and open. In my own communication journey, I founded Language Alchemy as an integration of linguistics, psychology, neuroscience, ancient wisdom traditions, and communication approaches that came from academic studies, language institutes, spiritual teachers, workshops, trainings, retreats, certification programs, and one of them is through books. People often ask me for communication book recommendations. What book can I read that can help me communicate, Alejandra? Well, it depends on what you want to communicate. There are a myriad of books that have given shape to language alchemy. I'm deeply grateful to people who came before me and contemporaries whose passion for language and communication have nourished my own. This is why, here and there, I will devote a podcast episode to a book that has influenced me, that has deepened my horizons, led me to ask questions, or invited me to take an honest look into my own language and communication. In this episode, I will discuss one of the books by one of my dear teachers, Marshall Rosenberg. I'll specifically discuss his book, Nonviolent Communication, A Language for Life, whose first edition was published in 1999. In his book, Marshall Rosenberg describes the approach he called nonviolent communication. He called his approach nonviolent because he admired Mahatma Gandhi's nonviolence philosophy. Marshall, like Gandhi, used the term nonviolence to, and I quote, refer to our natural state of compassion 
when violence has subsided from the heart, end quote. Like Gandhi, Marshall believed that the natural state of us human beings is to be compassionate with one another. That is to say, to be able to be with the pain of others and from that place of holding have the natural desire to contribute, to support, and to help others enrich their lives. Some people don't like the term nonviolent. They say, I'm not violent. Why would I read such a book? I don't hit others. I don't slam doors. I don't inflict physical harm. I don't abuse others. So this book or this approach is not for me. If you've said that yourself, just know that instead of using the term nonviolent communication, many people, myself included, use the term compassionate communication to refer to Marshall's Rosenberg system. In fact, sometimes he used the term compassionate communication as well. In the book, Marshall proposes a four-step approach to be able to communicate in a compassionate or life-affirming way. This four-step approach is sequential, and the four components are number one, observations, number two, feelings, number three, needs, and number four, requests. Let me describe them one by one. Observations are when you simply mention what someone does or says. In this approach, we separate observations from judgments, criticism, or labels. So for example, instead of saying, you're impossible to deal with, which would be a judgment about the other person, you may state an observation, such as, I asked you what you wanted to eat three times, and each time I heard you say, that's a terrible option. Or for example, instead of saying, you don't care about me, which would be a criticism, you would say, when we got to the party together after talking in the car about how much we were looking forward to having fun together, I saw you go get a drink and then talking and dancing with other people. When you came to talk to me again, it was to ask me if I had my coat on and if I was ready to go home. The second step of this approach is to identify and express feelings, as opposed to expressing thoughts. If we continue with the previous examples, instead of saying, you're impossible to deal with, which is an interpretation or a thought, we may say something such as, I'm feeling confused. Or instead of saying, you don't care about me, we would say, I'm angry, sad, and lonely. The third step Marshall Rosenberg describes in his book is to take responsibility for our feelings by mentioning our specific needs. So for example, instead of saying, you make me happy when you tell me how important I am to you, you may say, I feel happy when I hear you say I'm important to you because I like to know that I matter to you. Or instead of saying, I can't believe you left me alone at the party, we may say, I felt lonely at the party because I wanted to have fun together. I didn't know anybody but you and I needed reassurance and companionship. The fourth and last step in Marshall Rosenberg's nonviolent communication approach is making a request. That is to say, asking the other person for support in having our needs met. For example, would you be willing to let me know what kind of food you'd like to eat? 
Or are you willing to share with me what took you away from my side at the party? Now, these four steps may sound a bit contrived, and they are. I remember in my many years studying NVC, nonviolent communication or compassionate communication, I attended several workshops on how to sound more authentic while still following the four-step sequence. And the truth is that these steps could serve as training wheels for you to ride your communication bike through rough terrain. You could see it like this. The MVC process, or the compassionate communication process, is to recognize and express, and I quote, the concrete actions we are observing that are affecting our well-being, how we feel in relationship to what we are observing, the needs, values, and desires that are creating our feelings, and the concrete actions we request in order to enrich our lives. End of quote. Personally, the beauty and usefulness of Marshall Rosenberg's compassionate communication approach lie beyond these four steps. And if I were to summarize what I mean, then I would tell you about 10 ideas I found in the book that were and still are very influential to me. So let me share them with you. Number one, we human beings have a compassionate nature and we can express it when we have the intention to connect with others. Number two, when we are mindful of our use of language, we are less likely to engage in communication habits that create disconnection and harm. Number three, moralistic judgments, punishment, rewards, and comparisons lead to suffering. Number four, we all need to increase our feeling vocabulary. Number five, it's important to understand and learn to express what we need, want, and value. Number six, we need to learn to ask for what we need or want in a way that shows that the needs and wants of others are equal to ours. Number seven, empathy is a quality that needs to be learned and cultivated because most of us haven't been taught how to express empathy or enter into a healthy, empathic space. Number eight, we all have the same precious universal human needs or values. And once we're able to tap into our needs, other people's needs and values and name them, we can find creative, equitable solutions. Number nine, others don't make us feel anything. Our feelings are ours, and when we take responsibility for them, we have the power to take action. Number 10, if you want to decrease conflicts, you need to decrease misunderstandings. You can decrease misunderstandings by reflecting back what others say and then check if what you heard matches what they said. All these 10 ideas have been transformative to me. And what really helped me understand them was learning them from Marshall Rosenberg himself. Marshall Rosenberg was a true alchemist. He was a lover of humanity. It's really hard to capture it all in one book, but I can tell you that I read his book, Nonviolent Communication, A Language of Life, maybe a dozen times, and every time I found something useful. Marshall used to quote from the poet Rumi a lot, and a quote he frequently used was, and I quote, 
out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing, there is a field. I will meet you there. End of quote. Marshall learned how to use language to meet people in the field beyond right or wrong. He learned to use the language of the heart to connect to other hearts. And while I no longer follow or teach his exact four-step process, I was deeply inspired and influenced by Marshall's teachings. If you give the book a try, I'd love to know what you get from it. To recap, in this episode, I shared about my dear teacher Marshall Rosenberg's book, Nonviolent Communication and Language of Life. Thank you so much for listening, and a special thanks to Nancy, who was my first compassion communication teacher. You'll hear from me next week when I hope to have a treat for you. Until then, and as we say in Argentina, ciao ciao! Original music by Gary Lapau. You can find all links in the show notes at languagealchemy.com.